0: Welcome back to the show. Uh, Thank you for tuning in today. My name is Eric Payton.
1: And I'm Corey Nickel.
0: And uh, this is Stuff Jesus Said Podcast, where we take something Jesus said and we talk about it for a bit. A bit. A bit, just a bit. If you're not already, be sure to uh, follow Corey and I on Twitter, Instagram, so that you can uh, interact with the things that are going on in the show. Give us, Send us your thoughts, your questions. If you have r- suggestions for things that we should talk about, send those that, that way. Um, or you can also send it to Jesus Said podcast at com.
1: Super handy email that we just newly created so that all of you non-social media folk can reach out. Do we have a home phone that those without email
0: can contact us?
1: Yes, nine one one. Don't 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 <laughs> dial that.
0: Don't dial that.
1: I um, although in church today they did they did play that you know the internet kind of started twenty five years ago and I just really makes me yeah. like they were they were trying to figure out why the at sign was in the middle of an yeah. email address. Yeah, and they didn't know if it meant at or about or. Yeah. always like they didn't they had no clue what the a circle thing man yeah,
0: what's what's one of those things like today that we're gonna look back in 25 years i mean today we're going like what is that thing and 25 years we're gonna be like gosh there's so there's not not stupid but how, how did we not ever think about that thing
1: oh like something new now yeah. yeah like what is it huh what is what is the equivalent of the internet today wow but so it has to be super progressive right now then so that in 25 yeah, years people are like duh yeah, probably. Hmm, that's a good question. Um, maybe some sort of like uh, I don't know, like Bluetooth, like hands off, like you don't need cords to. Oh, okay. F- plug anything in, maybe. Do like, you ever, do you ever watch Shark Tank? Yes. Okay,
0: so I don't really re- watch it all that often, but it's it's kind of an interesting show. And um, my wife and I we looked up on YouTube the other day, like the worst Shark Tank pitches. Have you ever heard this before? Yes. And this this guy who pitched. Um, a Bluetooth device that like you surgically implant in your head behind, yeah. behind your ear. Yeah. And it's like a needle that goes in there and then you got to charge it every night. So yeah. you like stick this needle in your ear. <laughs> yes, I remember. This. Oh my gosh. Terrible. That's a oh, no. no, 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 that's no, no. I don't think that I'm going to go out of the limb and say that's yeah. not going to be the internet in 25 years. You know
1: years. what? Here's one virtual reality. That's it. No doubt. People right now are like, they're a little worried. They think it's weird. Like Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not, and and they're almost scared of it. They, they, we don't know the true optimization of it, but I guarantee you in 25 years, jobs will happen in virtual reality. Like you will all come into a common space. You can be working remotely and yet see each other in your own little creations and designs of who you are, and work next to each other. It's it's yeah. like it's already happening. It's and like those
0: augmented reality things you have yeah. on your phone. You can yeah. do little apps that do that's like, things. That's what
1: it is, right? So all these these fast forward new techie films yeah. about um, like murders that happen online and through online. It's gonna be a real thing. Like uh, Ready Ready Player One, that movie that came out, right? I, I did not see that or
0: and I haven't so read the good. book. I know uh one of our good friends Chad Connelly. Shout out up. to Chad. He's not listening if he didn't hear this.
1: Chad, if you do hear this, you better text you us and us if know. you don't text <laughs> us, we know you're not listening.
0: Yeah. Um but yeah, Chad loves that movie and that that book here. So um Okay, we got yeah. off task. Okay. We got to but or one more thought. Well, no, no, no. I'm just going to I was just going to say it's it's almost Thanksgiving and you've got a big Thanksgiving coming up.
1: So big. In fact, I don't know, Eric. My past two weeks has felt humongo. Just so much going on, and it's
0: all coming to a head yes. at Thanksgiving. We're
1: gonna be there on Wednesday. We um, sign for our new home. Sign your life away. We sign our life away, and um, it's a good thing. It's gonna be uh, hopefully a good thing, and um, it's 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 been fun to create it and put it together and kind of build up build a home together and one for the years ahead so yeah, yeah we're excited yeah. i'm using your manpower to move some stuff in my manpower might have mentioned your manpower six months ago when you moved us out yeah on the podcast but here we are yeah it's gonna be a big week it's gonna be great i'm really strong aren't i i usually i just carry the
0: couches on my own <laughs>
1: you he sits there with a beer and just <laughs> orders me
0: around this is not
1: true i'm a, <laughs> I'm a servant leader I work alongside others.
0: Yes, yes. Okay, so um, we got some some things that have happened in the last month. Um, I feel like in we got a, there, there's been a lot of things in like I guess Christian culture that have happened. But one of the just the guys that I love is in the news. Um, John Chris. Do you hear yes. about that? Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. So John um, John Chris, I laugh at him often.
0: So, here's here's the thing. I still do. Uh, Trey Kennedy, who's kind of like runs in that circle yes. of, of Christian comedians, um, he came to West Des Moines like two or three days before the John Chris news kind came right. out. Yes, and my wife and I went, and uh, for our four year wedding anniversary, um, that was right around the same time, and we went to him. He was he was funny. He was uh it was just a s- stand up at uh, the Funny Bone, and uh, he was with um, Jake Triplett, who's kind of an up and comer, mm-hmm. and they were good and. Um, yeah, and then like 2 or 3 days later the John Christ news comes out. So it felt it felt like it was kind of connected like they have no it's not like Trey Kennedy has anything to do with this news. He right. just is buddies with him. But yeah, there's all that uh news that
1: John Christ is
0: um basically uh, it was
1: that he abused his platform. So through his platform he got to meet a lot of girls and he kind of used his his mm-hmm. celebrity status as kind of a manipulative power to draw them in. would give them tickets if they do things. Yeah. And then it mm. the, again, the, the media online was saying that he was messing around with married women. Mm. And if you're going to be a Christian comedian, then you're going to have a line yeah. there yeah. for any of that. Yeah. But the interesting thing for me in this, right. Cause there's been a lot of other Christians that have gone down, um, because of sins that they've committed. Um, For example, Bill Hybels a while ago, right? Yeah, Mark Mark Driscoll, um, even farther back. I know there's more that we've mentioned.
0: Cameron String.
1: Cameron String, yeah. Just, I mean, like it, they just pile up, unfortunately. But the interesting thing about John Chris is that he had recognized this issue in himself. Um, And again, I'm going on the online reviews and articles that I've read because I don't know him personally. But he had recognized this in himself all the way back about a year ago in January and inserted himself into therapy yeah. to just work through this, this this sin and temptation that he had in his life so that he could be released from it, be better and, and, and do better in his own lifestyle he had not been touring at the time. He'd kind of slowed down and cut some stuff off. He had an upcoming tour that he was about to go on a Netflix show that was about to drop. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden someone, someone got a hold of it, quote unquote, a whistleblower who kind of said this and a few other people, they got names and there was three or four women that just kind of came forth and said that John had, you know, done these yeah. things and he, yeah. he maybe shouldn't be as credible as people think. Now, we could argue that for a few days because he's a comedian and not a theologian, right? Right. So I don't know. Like, like where does that land for you that here's a Christian comedian who it's not like he's out there preaching? Yeah. Now, does he have some, you know, stances on Christianity? Sure. Yeah. But is, it, is there a difference between a Bill Hybels preacher, leader of a church, and a Christian comedian when it comes to this scenario where there's
0: some scandal Um, i mean i don't think it's my position to regardless i mean john came out and said he admitted to it and he said yeah what i did was wrong yeah and that he he, had been
1: working on it he's like i've this I, i knew this this has been a thing i've been working on it yes it's true
0: yeah yeah and and we have this like
1: i think we have this uh tendency
0: to like when someone does something wrong to like throw them under the bus and tell them how wrong they are and da, 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 da. it was really interesting this weekend actually pastor Mike talked about um, he, he went through like four or five things that Jesus is consistently um, he said present uh, victorious uh, something else and grace and truth and he, ta- he talked about like yes. um, the the uh, uh, the woman who uh, was at the well with Jesus he did talk about the woman at the well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, and that's how it goes. He, and then he was he in in publicly, he sp- it was graceful, and in private or one on one, he was he spoke truth. And and we, it it feels like a little bit, like we want to sling truth publicly and show how much better we are than than someone else when someone else is caught in something wrong. And it's not. I mean, what he did, he admitted to it, and. It's not saying it was right or wrong. He says it was wrong. It was wrong, but it's also not my place to like throw any more at him. Right. Um. I. I do like how you know, like people like Cameron Strang and John Christ. When things came out about them, they, the, their response was humble. Seemed humble that right. said like, yes, I did that and it was wrong. Where there are other others who have like dug in their heels and said no i didn't do this i didn't do this and that's not saying th- there there is a chance that someone was inappropriate or, or wrongly accused right? right yeah but it tends to be like i think just human nature that when we're accused of something and we don't want it to come out we like dig in our heels and say no 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 that's yeah. not me yeah. i'm perfect right and and so it's yeah I mean, it's unfortunate, but it's also like not. I, I think it's not my place to 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 judge him because we are all um, we all have our issues and
1: um. yeah. No, that's that's totally true. I think you described a lot of my own becoming as a as a I would say a, a strong Christian. as that used to be me? Like I would be the person that denied it. I would be the one that said no, I didn't mess yeah. up. What are you talking about? Yeah. And it only only empowered others later to be like, I don't know if I can trust you. Like, that's right. Not yeah. like who I Secret knew. Reality. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I really appreciate John being real about it and honest. And I think, I hope, I hope that helps his healing and others to heal with him. Um, cause yeah. he's a funny dude. I, I love listening to his stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. You've got a, um, a drink over there. That's not necessarily fit in the season.
1: I think it is. Hello. It is still November. It and says Oktoberfest on Oktoberfest the side. Oktoberfest is a fall beer. In fact, this is a a family tradition since 1860 beer from Shells. And, and it is a Marzen-style Fistbier. Is it's that German? German, German? German, for sure. We're going to call it a Novemberfest. Um, yeah, I think that's way more fitting, Novemberfest. Because so can you only
0: drink that for like... What five more days?
1: Six I mean, days? that would probably be appropriate. Then you're gonna need to get some of the, you know, holiday cheer stuff out there. Shiner cheer. Yeah, which is pretty good. I was about
0: to have that tonight, but I am going with regular old Costco wine.
1: The apothic same, red. It's like his n- number one go-to. Everybody. It's seven ninety nine. Seven ninety nine, and it's pretty five good. star. It's it's
0: really good. It's not like anyway i've i've said that in the podcast before that's true that's good yeah um yeah
1: cuz we're just you know again everyone we're just two guys hanging out talking about jesus tonight's a sunday night here we are yeah
0: hopefully I'm going to have this out tomorrow morning let's do it so um Okay, so under topic, we are 13 minutes in, so hopefully you're still with us. <laughs> I
1: hope so, or maybe they just arrived, like, oh, okay, they're going to be serious or just, now. Just fast
0: forward to this point. Okay, you can stop fast forwarding, and here we go. Our topic, which was from last time I chose... Um, Take up your cross and follow me. It's it's from a lot of different places. It's from Matthew ten thirty eight. It's from Matthew sixteen twenty four. Which I was kind of say super- it twice in Matthew. I, I was know, I'm yeah.
1: surprised it was twice but act- actually just to kind of already get rolling here. Yeah, the second time in Matthew is really what kind of correlates with later passages in Mark and Luke as well. So that okay. that actually echoes the same time frame in the other two instead of. This first time that we see it in Matthew, which is a little bit of a different situation.
0: So it is is probably um, it's probably a phrase that he said quite often. If it shows up uh, four times in in three gospels, yeah, it's pr- you know you know we we live in we kind of live in a culture that's like very uh, chronological. Mm-hmm. Like if you tell a story, it's like going in this chronological order. This happened, then this happened, then this happened, then this happened, and, this happened, and, this happened, and, this happened. and sometimes the bible and the gospels get heat from agnostics atheists skeptics because they don't always line up right their their order of things are not always like they they they, right. they yeah. work they work in my mind but they're but they're put together in a specific way to tell a story and to make a point they're not nece- they don't they don't come from a necessarily chronological culture right but what what the fact that this is telling me is that he probably said it more than just once. <laughs> you know, he probably, it was probably one of those phrases that you're like, oh, that's, that's one thing I've heard that guy say quite a few times. So I better put that in in my book at least
1: once. Yeah. Yeah, um, for sure. It could so, be Jesus's motto too, right? Yeah. This, this statement, this verse could, maybe it just was his motto. Maybe it was his go-to. That's something that he reminded the disciples of all the time, but people don't know what it is yet. We better read the verse so they actually know where. Well, I kind of teased it about. out.
0: I said, you know, Anyway. Teased. Okay.
1: They want to know the real thing.
0: Okay. Are you going to read it? Are you going to read the Matthew 10? I'm not. You, s- you said you're doing it tonight. Well, the internet wouldn't w- went <laughs> work, so I hadn't
1: pulled it up yet. Wow. Okay. Let me open my- And literally, my, my let internet- Let me open my holy Bible on my phone. My internet box is like five feet to our left, and for some reason, it's not opening. That's sad. I know, right? So now here I am opening my- App and scrolling down all the way to chapter ten, all the way. Do you want me just verse thirty-eight? No, do before that. Okay. Whoever acknowledges me, this is verse thirty-two. Before others, I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But whoever disowns me before others, I will disown before my Father in heaven. Do not suppose that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. A sword. But I have come to turn. Uh, yeah, no, Sword. <laughs> I've come to turn a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies will be the members of his own household. Verse 37. Anyone who loves their father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves their son or daughter more than me is not worthy, worthy of me. And whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Verse 39. Whoever finds their life will lose it, and whoever loses their life for my sake will find it.
0: Okay, so I'm kind of curious what the what the chapter sixteen was. Chapter um,
1: sixteen is is his like his path to the cross. He's getting ready. It's like the night which, before. Okay, right? so
0: here that's that's the first thing that stood out to me was all right. We read this and and be and we're like, oh, take up your cross and follow me. Well, that that connects because Jesus took up his cross. Yeah, and, we get and died. it. Yeah. But, but this like happened before, you know, it's, it's not like they knew like, oh, he's going to eventually do that exact thing. Like literally that.
1: This, that you're absolutely right. This is, this is pure foreshadowing by Jesus early on in the ministry because everyone knew the role of a cross in the Roman society at this time. they would used it endlessly all the time. Um, That's their, you know, main form of torture really. That leads to death, but he is pure foreshadowing for his disciples here. Cause again, if you go and you, you look at the heading of Matthew 10, it's Jesus sends out the 12. So they're going out for the first time to really go do ministry on their own. He's taught them up. He's raised them up. They've probably been in ministry for a good two years learning from Jesus at this point. And then he's throwing, you know, he's throwing stuff out there that's probably blowing their minds. A lot of those wild things that i just read he's starting there even in verse 37 sorry 32 and you know like a man against his father a daughter against her her mother like don't suppose that i'm here for peace i brought a sword and that that right there it's probably a whole nother podcast but they're way confused when he says that
0: okay so my my uh, another reaction my first reaction was you know this is before that before he even goes across the second reaction is that is a very, like, divisive uh, statement. But, okay, so we're coming up on Thanksgiving. Probably a lot of people are sitting down at Thanksgiving dinner soon. Listening
1: to our podcast with the whole family and going, no. wow. No? no? Probably not. Oh. No,
0: they're, they're probably sitting down with, like, their obnoxious uncle who voted differently than them. Oh. and You know what I mean? And, like, the this is, he's, he's talking about, we're <laughs> the, or the, or the Republicans. <laughs> like, <and they're, laughs> libertarian. And, and libertarian. <laughs> and uh anyway, he and so this sounds like uh political revolutionary yeah. uh, you know like yeah, it does hey i'm I'm gonna I'm coming for this revolution against the current establishment mm-hmm. and you know which is fa- what the ex- fa- sons and fathers may
1: vote differently. that's good yeah, you know yeah that's I mean? that's like, really good. And honestly, this is what the disciples expect of him. Any Jew right. at this time expects the Messiah to be a political power. And he kind of gives them some weight just in that little tiny statement right there, yeah. um, but that's not the main focus, right? So we're right. gonna kind of move past that. That could be a whole other podcast. But even starting at verse thirty-seven, the the one right before the big statement, right? Anyone who loves their father or mother more than me is not worthy of me.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think we've kind of we've brought we, that up yes, in previous episodes. We have,
1: we have brought that up because we've we've had some language around this. Later on, in in that first chapter sixteen, where it r- arrives again, yeah, we've we've had, a, I think a different verse from around that area, yeah, um, you know, so so yeah, we've we've talked about that, um, and I think that's just a great reminder for us a little bit because have you ever heard the language around? Maybe I'm talking more to the listener now than you, Eric, but you know, have yeah, you heard me. heard that language? You know, especially in marriage ceremonies. Or kind of the relationship guru for, and so in fact, I gave a relationship talk at our worldview event at Des Moines Christian, where I where I teach. Um, and a part of that was talking to these kids about how you can't love somebody else well if you don't first love yourself through a close relationship with Christ and not love yourself in a selfish manner. Like, Oh, I'm just here for me. But in a way that like you are self identified as a child of God and fully with that. Right. And,
0: and people hear that. People hear that verse 37 of, uh, anyone who loves their father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Think like, Oh, that means I have to put Jesus first and he's better than uh, all. That's, that's all true. true. Right. Yeah. But it's because, it's not because he wants to be first. It's because it helps to love the others. Below. Yes, Hey, below in the priority list. That's I a, guess you that's know what I mean? like
1: that's a great. But let's let's can we just break that down for a little bit? Do you yeah. think Jesus doesn't want to be first? Because that's what you just said. It's not that he wants to be first, but that it helps your yourself and your relationships with others
0: do i think he wants to be first i would say both yes and no because i mean philippians 3 is like you know he came to as as the lowly servant you right know, he, he emptied himself and he became nothing like that's who he is is the humble servant right mm-hmm. but also to put us first so that others it's kind of like a both and you know i would say yeah i, I mean I, he doesn't he, he doesn't Anyway,
1: I know. I, I, I think this not is a prideful thing. No, it's not as a prideful thing. That's,
0: that's what's best. It's like John 10, 10. Isn't it John 10, 10? Um, I have come that they may have life and life to the fullest. Like that's right. He, he wants the best for you. And if the best for you means that he's first then that's. But right? I, yeah, but I think, no, I, yeah,
1: but I, you kind of, you kind of said away that like Jesus needs to be first, but it's not that he wants to be first. That's kind of what I heard. And I'm I'm picking at it because I'm uh, I don't know what people he, hear when they hear right. that. And secondly, I think I think God is a jealous God, and He, you know, He tells us have no other idols before Me. Do not right. do not place anything in your way. Like rem, but, remind yourself that I am God, and right. I do need to be first. And in us, there's a huge benefit in that. Is when He's first, then our selfish desires are last. When he's first, the relationships that we're in are better. Mm -hmm. Um, When he when he's first, we're not living for the worldly pleasures. We're living for for heaven to come, for the kingdom of God. And so I just like I think that's important to get here because he's like this is his reminder to the disciples. Hey,
0: I think I think my my I think it's Philippians too that I I misspoke earlier. But any anyway, my my. I guess my hesitation there is the jealous has a kind of negative uh, connotation and a negative like assumption today. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you have a, it even, does. You have, a, you have a jealous. Okay.
1: Ex, sorry. Ex so
0: who, who does crazy stuff because they're <laughs> jealous. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's, that's the natural yes. jump that people, but make.
1: isn't that the truth of of God? Doesn't he, when you yes. are living for somebody else, he's like, no, I want you to be mine. Right. He's a jealous ex. I
0: I okay. We're gonna we're gonna pull that up. Um and I'm gonna look at like the original language of it. So keep, keep yeah. going.
1: I just my so I, I
0: I I understand what you're saying, and I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm just saying I think our our response to that may not be right. Like we're just we're just in general like turned off by jealousy, you know what I mean? And yeah. this is not like I don't think it's a turned off type of jealousy. No, I know.
1: I, I don't, I don't either. But my, my point here is that if we go back to the beginning of chapter 10, where he, he is preparing the disciples for ministry, right? Right. He's making this statement to remind them that y- you've got to have a love for God, the father that is unmatched with anyone else in this world. He needs to be first he needs to be the priority. You need to be all in or, and I feel like there's a lot of ors here for Jesus, right? Like, or you're going to run into some stuff that's not easy. And I don't think you're prepared for that. Um, the language, they're strong. Anyone who loves their father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves their son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Those are big statements, and he, even you, you're you're a father. You know how does that make you feel, Eric, mm-hmm. in the midst of this? Like, you can't love McAllister more than you love God, and if you do, then you're not worthy of Jesus.
0: I'm not sure how to answer that. I, I I don't know. I mean, like that's that's a I, it's a, that's a concept I, I know and I'm aware of and maybe that it's tough to do because he's tangibly like in right. front of me every day and, I, and like, I, I, I mean, I I think partially, I mean, I've talked about this at Revive for I don't know if I've even, I've probably spoken about this on the, on the podcast that like having a son definitely teaches me about God's heart, about like how he feels about me. And that, that you know, that's, it's tough to grasp or put words to, um, how that, how that changes things. But um, here, just real quick, back a couple steps to the jealous. Yeah. I, I looked it up. Yeah. So in Exodus 34, where it says God is a jealous God, the definition, which on, if you've ever been to blueletterbible.org, it's a great way to. Have you, have you ever used it?
1: I don't use that one, no.
0: Okay, that's that's how I use to look up like original language and what the original words are. I mean use Bible Hub. Oh, do they have a Greek and Hebrew so good. aspect? Yeah. Okay. I did not know. Greek
1: Hebrew commentaries. I use Blue Letter Bible. So it,
0: the word, the only definition, which is kind of rare with Greek and Hebrew words, I guess, I've noticed, is the definition is jealous. And in parentheses, only of God. And then it's got other forms of jealous. And one of them, uh, other translations say zealous, mm-hmm. uh, which is an interesting twist to it. That's not the one used in Exodus 34. It's in Numbers. Uh, but I won't get too far into that. But there's a, like a, I guess a tenacity or a... Like relentlessness, or uh, yeah. Anyway, anyway, yeah, absolutely. Anyway, if yeah, I'm I'm just, if I'm being honest, my response to jealousy is not necessarily positive, but I understand what you're getting at. And I I mean, it's it's a biblical. It says in the Bible that like, God is a jealous God, and so that's not. It's 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 talking about a, his a positive heart for us, as right? A jealous in aspect, you and I understand
1: is? that the connotation by some could be to take that negatively, like oh, how could God? ever have jealousy isn't that be a sin, crazy like it? my ex yeah yeah, yeah like it would stalk me yeah and, and, and I, I, I agree sin, yeah, it's not threats or whatever that's not, it's not know, the like, connotation we're working with it's beyond no. that it's a yeah. it's a desire to be first in your life right and it's a you know it's it's um it's a frustrating relationship when we are the humans that we are and we don't do it we give our attention our time our money to so many other things yeah. that go in front of him. Yeah. So he should be jealous of our attention, of our time, of our commitment, because it goes a lot of other places. Yeah. Um, yeah. Getting back to that verse, though, I know we we got off on that a little bit there, but the statement then in verse thirty-eight: "Whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me." So that's the the fourth worthy statement. Right there.
0: Um, I, I hope that comes across on my my son screaming downstairs.
1: I hope that was picked up on the mics. I hope so, too. <laughs> um, but but just take that in. So whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. We already know Jesus is foreshadowing his future death. We know that contextually the disciples understand the cross as being a punishment, right? A persecution, And when my first reaction to this, when I'm reading this is that he is really setting the stage for them, especially with all the other language around this, that their ministry that they're about to do is going to be tough. And if they're not ready to have God first in the midst of that and others second, if they're not ready to pick up that cross, the bearing of, of pain and persecution, if they're not ready for that then then they're they're not really worthy of being the disciples of Jesus at this time not that not that they they can't be eventually but perhaps in the moment they just aren't at the point where they're willing to truly live in persecution to spread the, the gospel of Jesus
0: so okay i i agree with all that um do you ever feel like people take this verse and take the things that are going on in their life and be like overly dramatic like oh this is just my cross like oh we're we're so um
1: i feel like people do that more with the thorn in the flesh like paul had i think okay yeah i feel like that's more relative like this is the thorn in my flesh
0: which is kind of I wonder now. now I'm going to look that I up. Feel like that's talking. a John
1: Christ line, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> I really, <right>. get <laughs> it. Full circle. Um, yeah.
0: Which kind of, to me, seems like uh, a, a maybe referencing that aspect. I mean, Paul did not follow Jesus during his lifetime, so maybe he didn't. You know, he didn't hear all that while he right. was doing that but he's he may be referencing the same concept that he's yeah. he's got this thorn, thorn in his flesh he's asked God over and over to take it away and God hasn't and so that's kind that's a good that's a good connection that like that's the same kind of idea that we have this there's there's this struggle still that started way back in Genesis
1: yeah you know yeah absolutely i mean that that same tr- struggle is alive today the fact that jesus is bringing a interpretation of the Torah and of God's word that is incredibly different than any other rabbi at this time or the Jewish tradition at this time. Like that right there has set up the persecution before this moment. The disciples know what they've been through, right? It's been harsh and they, it's been hard. And, and, and if you go back before this, even more like he, he's telling them, don't, he's saying, don't be afraid. That's in verse 26. Don't, don't be afraid of him. Right, like if if you think something's gonna happen, just just have have hope. Be it's gonna be okay. He he talks about people getting betrayed. He talks about you're gonna be a sheep among wolves. Like this whole mm-hmm. chapter, Jesus is setting them up for this is almost is, impossible, it, fellas. Is it changing their
0: expectation? Like, is is their expectation
1: that it's gonna be easy? And he's just be
0: like, hey, let me let me just like re, re let you. Le- let you know that hey, you think this is going to be easy, but it, it's not. Probably. I mean, I mean, every one of these guys died because they
1: followed yeah, him. Yeah, they like they got it. They eventually got it. But I yeah. think you know this really being their first time out alone. I think so because he he does talk in here well, too. He, I might he, have to find the exact verse, but he talks about like using um, like miracles and healings and whatever to help spread the word. There's a part of me that feels like the disciples think, oh man, we got we got this power that Jesus has and he's like untouchable and we're going to be untouchable. And we got these, these healing gifts and these wisdom gifts and we we're going to be great. It's like almost like we're superstars out there. We're
0: superheroes. And yeah.
1: And he's like, no guys, it's a lot harder than you think.
0: So you asked me this in a previous episode. So I'm going to ask you this now. Mm There's my son screaming Mm -hmm. again. He must be having a tough time. Downstairs. I can't. I
1: can't hear it. I'm impressed.
0: You got some noise canceling headphones, and I don't. That is true. Um, so, in a previous episode, you asked me, like, was this something that was meant for the disciples and not for us? Because, you know, in, in Matthew 10, he's he's sending out the disciples. He's talking to the disciples, right? So, and and those were guys who were all uh, killed for their faith, except for John. But he he had his own cross. So, is is he saying like, hey? I'm, I'm going to go to the cross. So are you.
1: Oh, is he like foreshadowing Theirs. their death? Yeah.
0: Whoa. Whoa. I've
1: never thought of it that way.
0: I mean, I have I have thoughts on it, but I wanted to ask you because you asked me that and mm. shocked me a, <laughs> a couple episodes ago.
1: Are, so you, are you trying to ask me to think about is he foreshadowing their death? Or- yeah. Or or what was the original question you asked me? (laughs) Well, does this apply? Is this, well, is is this this only applicable to the disciples and not us?
0: Basically is what I'm asking. And, and then is he just a foreshadowing their death? Oh,
1: I, I truly feel like number one, this is more applicable to us than ever. I, I, I agree, but cool. And number two, I think it's way more about him and foreshadowing his own death and his own route of persecution that he knows that he's going to be on because he has God and he knows all rather than them because there's only a couple that died on a cross and it was like an upside down cross. Well, but,
0: but, uh, okay, maybe he's being, maybe he's not saying like, Hey, you're all going to die on a cross, but you're all, Killed, right. sure you know and yeah still executed you know i
1: no. i i don't know i i think i yeah i think you know, the original language you used a few times a few rounds ago here was that he is lowering the expectation for them in the sense of their high expectations of it's going to be oh. easy and great ministry i think he's going or raising the expectations okay, okay. He's changing, i don't know he's, he's changing, changing the expectations yeah. to the point where he's saying yo bros it's not going to be as glorious as you think. In fact, you're going to go into. You're not allowed to bring any money. You're not allowed to bring any food. Yeah. <laughs> and you're. It, that's. It's also in this chapter, right? He. You're not allowed to bring money. Not allowed to bring food. You're going to go into whatever city, and you're going to look for a house to stay. And if they welcome you in, great. If they don't, then you just find somewhere else. And you need to forget about your mom and your dad and your brothers and your sisters, because you're out there on a mission, and that mission is not easy. You're going to be a sheep among wolves. People are going to want to persecute you. People are going to want to hate you. In fact, if you don't, if you don't love God the Father or myself more than the rest of your life, then right—that's that's verse thirty-nine. Like, then you're going to lose it. Like, you got to, yeah, you got to lay down your life <laughs> if you want to raise it up. So, I think it's just a huge pep talk for these guys. Yeah, and Jesus is just amping them up, and he's trying to set the tone seriously, though, too. As much as he's trying to get them excited for this, he's trying to be real. Like, it's time. Yeah. It's time to do this, and it's time to know that doing this isn't easy.
0: Yeah. But it's but it's worth it. But it's um, worth it, yeah. So I, I want to go to... um, So I, I guess your answer to my question is, yes, it's applicable to everyone, right? To us here today. Is that what you said? Yeah. Okay. So to the uh, thorn in the flesh verse. Because my question originally was, basically, do we take this verse too far because i mean we've uh we've, we've got a pretty good life right i've got a pretty good life it's pretty comfortable like i'm not in danger of being crucified on a cross right uh for my faith
1: maybe you should be
0: maybe okay that was. That, i feel like that's a threat
1: no i don't think it is <laughs> i'm just saying <laughs> okay. like, maybe, no it, so was, it should be so
0: here let me let me read the thorn in the flesh passage from paul okay Okay, he goes, therefore, in order to keep me from uh, becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Which I think is kind of interesting. The power uh, and weakness part? Yeah, because I, I, I'm wondering if the the cross imagery, take up your cross and follow me, the cross representing death and 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 weakness right is um hey we we all have some sort of weakness that we we don't uh take and not take pride in it but god's power is made perfect in those right those crosses right
1: yeah Yeah. his strength Um, is in our weakness So, but it's isn't it more more isn't it more of a call to deal with it? Deal with it, how? Yeah. So if we have this this closet weakness, if we have Mm -hmm. if we have absolutely,
0: so it goes it goes back to like the John Chris stuff versus um you know someone else who gets called out and denies denies it it, right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so but that's also kind of like a self inflicted cross right is does that change things Does it say like Oh well, you 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 screwed up. So you're you're an idiot. You're just getting what you what you deserve. You know mm-hmm. we have this we have this mentality of like, well you kind of deserve that. Where it's like if someone gets cancer, it's it's not like they did anything to deserve it, but they have this burden. Um, so I I'm guess what I'm getting at is this cross can come at from a lot of different angles, and like what is it today? Like what is our cross today, and what isn't our cross? Because sometimes I feel like maybe we make it, we make like every the, the the two ditches maybe like we make every little thing a cross. Like oh, I stubbed my toe. I guess that's just a cross. I got to <laughs> yeah, you know, or uh, I, or like hmm. or I just got to de- like here's cancer, and oh, well, I get you. I get. I just got to deal with it. Um I don't know if that's yeah. that's another ditch but you know what I'm saying like sure. what 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 is the I don't want to jump ahead too far to what is our translation today but what does it mean today because we don't have crosses in this country there are in other places in the world and why and what does it look like to take it up and follow Jesus while taking up a cross you know what I mean
1: yes so I think if we if we really see this verse as a true foreshadowing of how Jesus is going to die would you agree that we can kind of confirm that yeah okay it's this, this oh
0: I got another thought go ahead I'm writing it down
1: okay it's this foreshadowing of Jesus that's going to die we both agree on that he is in my mind you know pep talking the disciples to ready them for the battle of ministry of living out of faith. So in that he's, he's using this analogy of his own death, which resonates in the the Roman culture, this idea um, of the cross. But I think, I think the cross for us, right? To take up your own cross is really personal for each of us. If I go to the question that you posed, It's this personal distraction, perhaps, or this this battle in each of us that we know that we can't win without the goodness of God, without the intervention of God. So think about that for a little bit. So what is that for each person? It's going to be subjective. It's going to be different. So for, for me, it's going to look different than for you or for your wife or my wife or whoever. Um, each person has their own cross that they have to pick up that gets in the way of them, number one, fully putting Jesus first in their lives, and number two, living out their faith like they should be. That's, I mean, ministry for us today is living out our faith to the point where we are not ashamed of it or a or a, a bashful of it, but that we can stand in it and be confident, not just shove it in people's face and make them, feel terrible for not being a christian but that we can live it in a way that is um, that is not afraid of persecution yeah um so I, that's what i think the personal today version looks like of this is i'm willing to live out my faith and deal with perhaps this subjective temptation sin burden distraction that i have in my life and I'm going to bring that to Jesus so that he can be first. And I'm going to get myself out of the way and serve God through this.
0: So uh, the the thing that I was just, I just was thinking uh-huh, about. Uh-huh yeah, moment. the ha-ho. Ha-ho. Was, <laughs> was, was, it started with <laughs> baptism. So baptism is this idea of dying to sin and becoming a... It, the imagery is going through the waters with Israel, mm-hmm. uh, the parting of the Red Sea, that's that's what the it's so i had i had to write a paper on baptism in seminary hey and it was one of those papers where um like the the professor said oh you need to you need to have i don't know 5 or 10 references in your bibliography whatever that's that's fine so i i, I walked into pastor richard's <laughs> office who if you haven't listened to the previous episode of with pastor richard go listen to that cuz it'll blow your mind p rich um but I went into his office and I was like, "Hey, do you have any you have any books on baptism that I can use to write this paper?" And he riffed off of, on baptism for like forty five minutes to an hour, and I was like, "Okay, can I, I just you I, can use that? I can I can state him, but he took things from all these different things, so he was kind of just one reference, you know. Like, and I yeah, need like, I need ah. like five or ten, you know. Anyway, but this so baptism. What baptism is is so the the israelites in the hebrew culture is a very like experiential culture and so when you're baptized you went through the through the waters from um being in egypt into the desert with israel right so you experienced that that's that's coming through the waters that's you're experiencing that um with them and so you identify with them and so it's an identification. It's 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 a lot of things tied up in that. But there's also like being a, being dying to sin and alive to Christ. You right. what, what Jesus goes through, you go through, right?
1: Because he's man, and we're man and women. What? He's human. He came in human flesh, and we're human. Like we.
0: Right. Well, so so Jesus died and rose again, and so that what that means is we will as well. Right. So in, in, in I just looked up in Romans six, where we're dead to sin, alive in Christ, that we are crucifying basically. he he's crucified our old life. So the, the taking of the cross is kind of the denying of the, the sinful nature and following him would be the being fully alive to Christ and his following. So let me let me just read Uh, Romans 6, 2, and a little bit on. Uh, Oh, wait, 6, 1. What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? And so the cross represents death in that that first century. So it, it is this dying to this old life. I mean, sometimes we make like, oh, I, you know, I, I, I got in a car crash. My car got totaled. That's, that is the cross I have to bear or the thorn of my flesh or whatever. But maybe it's even like, maybe it's not that maybe additionally and even more so it's the continually dying to the old sinful ways, um, and living a life fully to christ i I think that there's there's probably more of that than the day-to-day struggles that you know that come from genesis sure you know what i mean
1: yeah yeah absolutely
0: i mean like here i'm gonna pull it up uh genesis is it three after the fall that, yeah. after that you will now work the ground and, and it'll this will this will be yeah. says, this will be difficult yep. this will not be easy Yep. um and i i wonder if we make too much of just the day-to-day grind of the ups and downs in life making that our cross and really our cross is putting to death sin in our life and being yeah. freely alive to the life that Christ has for us.
1: That's good. I, I, I like that interpretation for today. I like the, the idea of sin. Cause I think that is one interpretation of this that we can really go. When I look back at the disciples here though, I'm, I'm do you think he's talking about sin in the manner that you just did? I think it's a both and you think it's no, both I, and so it's I think it's this I think idea, it's dynamic enough that it's both. Right. It's this idea that you must die to yourself in the yeah. sins that you hold, the temptations and the roads you can go down, yeah. but you also right, you also must know that there's there's gonna be a painstaking journey ahead of you that's gonna feel like a cross journey, um, of which Jesus had on himself went on the path of Golgotha, right? Like Mm -hmm. there's, I think there's just so many symbolisms that we know of now because of what Jesus went through, where the disciples at the time probably were a little bit confused, um, at what exactly he meant by all of this. I, I, again, I kind of go back to the pep talk mentality, right? Like get yourself in line. (laughs) This is serious Yeah, and it's going to hurt. Yes be be near to your sin and let let yourselves give give that up L- let yourselves be forgiven of that so that you you know you're not burdened as you go you're not distracted as you go but secondly be ready for what you're about to experience because it's not going to be yeah. easy
0: yeah i mean i think it's it's difficult to say it's one, not the other. So that's why I feel like it could be. I mean, you think about Christ's death; it was both a physical and a spiritual. Like there, there was a yes. He's he was. It's not just like I. I that's why. That's why I think my answer for this is it's both. It's both a physical and a spiritual dying to our old ways, but also the in 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 genesis like i go back to genesis like it's gonna be difficult now yeah like it just life is difficult now but jesus gives us the the ability or it's not like it's our ability but he puts to death our sin but it's still going to be difficult like it was in genesis but we get to be live fully alive spiritually because of Jesus, yeah. right? So yeah. it's kind of a I, I it's kind of a both. That's I'm going to go back to that's my where I'm landing on this is I j- I don't know. I I think the reason I first asked this is because it I I don't know if I get turned off by hearing some people just say like, "Oh, that's just a cross I have to bear for things that are like hmm. oh, that's you, not over-spiritualizing something, right? but like my, my kind of joking example is like, oh, I stubbed my toe. That's just a cross I have to bear. I haven't heard anyone say that, but I you know what not, I mean? I like, not, yeah. you're like, well, that's that's not like that happened to you because you're Christian. You know, like it would have happened to you. Either. Right. That, 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 that happens to non-Christians. That happens to Christians. And Jesus is talking to his followers, right? Take up your cross and follow me. Um, you know what I mean? Like it, is it, is it just a Christian thing or is it, just, it, it a people thing? Like people struggle, like people have bad things happen to them.
1: Right. I think I'm, I know that we can misuse the term today. We seem to downplay all of Jesus's teachings. I would say that's the time. Yeah. I like the seriousness of it. Because I, again, I go, I go back to my interpretation of this and see Jesus seriously preparing the disciples for the future that they're going on. Um, but if, if I can kind of turn the conversation towards how Jesus says it again, later in Matthew, and he says it in the other gospels. So let's. I just want to look at that really, really quick too. Cause I think yeah. that might bring us to another perspective of this, that I, that I have about this statement, that it is kind of a lifestyle statement of Jesus. Yeah. Much like what you just spoke of, but it can be misused in that manner as well.
0: So maybe, maybe what you're saying is like, maybe the, the, the cross has a, a, an aspect of like, Hey, you're going to be rejected because of me.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. And,
0: and I, I can get that like I, I, I can get that I can't I, I, I guess I struggle with the, the the hey I got in a car crash I guess that's just you know because that didn't happen because you followed Jesus you know what I mean right not that it's not an aspect mm. of it but you know what I mean it's Jesus says take up your cross and follow me well maybe maybe that cross is more like hey you're rejected by someone because they're like oh you're just a weird Christian
1: Sure. I mean, that that's absolutely a possibility. Cause that's what um, he's saying
0: to his disciples is like, Hey, yeah. you're going to be rejected by others. You're going to be basically saying like, pick up your, your torture mat, me- your, your execution tool and follow me. Like yeah. people are rejecting you. That's if you're crucified, you're rejected by others. Sure. Right.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so the the interesting part here for me is that Jesus says it again later in chapter sixteen of Matthew, mm-hmm. sixteen verse twenty four, and when he's saying it there, he's predicting his own death. So he's talking to the disciples. He's yeah. you know kind of at that Last Supper type of time, and is predicting his death. And he says to them, yep. "Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves." That echoes that same wording around chapter 10, right? Um, Yeah. Right after it, it talks about like, you need to, to lose your life in order to save it. Yeah. That's the denying portion or that you need to love me more than you love your brother your sister, your mom or your dad. That's, Mm -hmm. that's a denying method. So he says that here, whoever wants to be my disciple. So it's, he's calling them out again. He's getting them ready for what's ahead, the battle to come. Uh, And he's saying, you needed to then first deny yourself. You need to get out of the way, your personal self, your emotional self, um, the expect, the expectant self of what you think this is going to be like. And then take up your cross and follow me. And then he says the same line again for whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever wants to lose their life for me will find it. And that right there gives me that seriousness of, the cross analogy, right? So the fact that he, he says it a second time in Matthew, that Matthew records it twice, that it's in two other gospels. It's four times and three gospels to me kind of goes back to what we said at the beginning again, is that this is almost a, like a lifestyle for Jesus. This is how you are to live. If you follow him, Right, You take up your personal issues, your own worldly desires, and you get them behind you. You let go of the worldly expectations that you hold for yourself and you put it behind you. And you remove the idea that faith is just an easy walk in the park. It's a Sunday Christian manifesto. You put it all behind you to the point where you know that faith in action Following Jesus is like a path to the cross. It's hard. It's a lot of work. It's tiresome. You feel like half the time it doesn't fit. It doesn't work. No one else is, is there to support you. And you need to have full faith in God to get there because that's a, that's a torturous journey. Not that faith is always torturous, but maybe that's the wrong word there, but it's it's a difficult journey
0: yeah i think that's a but it's also yeah every in every bit worth it yeah difficult but worth it right so, and then so, that's the
1: resurrection itself like that's yep. that's the hope of the cross is resurrection
0: okay so um it it kind of goes to the um i don't wanna like this is uh, this maybe is used to, uh, too much but it's the quote from aslan and in, in uh the the um, Chronicles of Narnia. Chronicles of Narnia. Um, is he safe? No, he's not safe, but he's good. Like he's not. It's not. Yeah, it's not easy, but it's good. So, yeah. Um, okay, so let's let's move on to kind of the final part. Is like, how would you translate it today?
1: Hmm. I don't know. I I feel like I've been defending my other points so much, I haven't been able to think about this yet. Okay, how would I translate this today? If I'm talking to a student, I would translate it something like it's time to get over yourself Hmm. and it's time to live for Christ in a way that you never have before. I think that's like get over yourself. That's the denying portion. That's the no expectation. Like get yourself into the second place position. But then the second portion portion there is maybe how I would re say, you know, pick up your cross and follow me today. It's the get ready to follow Jesus. Like you never have before. I think that's how I would translate it
0: okay what about you i'd probably say something more like it's not gonna be easy but it's gonna be worth it yeah i mean he doesn't add the the worth it part in in other parts of the scripture he does in this part it's like maybe it's just gonna be like it's not gonna be easy like you're gonna have to but but i want to add that part because he does in other in other spots yeah, so that's probably how I would translate the the, the message of this. Like, this isn't going to be easy. Maybe it's just that part. Yeah, translating for this part right. it's, it's not going to be easy. But
1: it's but it's worth it. But I think that's true of of what he's saying to the disciples too. Right, like obviously it's worth it if they've been called out of being yeah. a tax collector and a fisherman and a and a physician and all these like yeah. it's worth it to follow me it's not easy yeah. and i think that is his pep talk here for them like yeah. this people this is and, and let's talk about that today right like living faith out today isn't easy we yeah. live in a culture and a society that is going anti-christian we have more atheists identifying than ever before. They've they've taken a larger majority. You go to the just the the generation Z or the centennials that are the kids in school right now identify as more atheistic than ever before. Mm. There's less people in the church than ever before, nationally, globally. We like y- you have people like John Christ, Cameron Strang, um, Bill Hybels. Can I even throw Donald Trump out there? Like people who are Christian leaders who just get razzed and raided on their faith. You I mean the moment that you, you even walk into places that were conservatively Christian before now don't take strong stances on anything because they're, they're too, they're too worried to offend somebody. And someone who's a passionate Christian is like on the chopping block at all times that they can't, can't do something. It, I think we're, we're in the, the very world where this applies more than ever. Yeah. like it's not gonna be easy to live your faith but you know, it's worth it
0: yeah and you know we we, we list people like john Christ and Cameron string and donald trump and those people and yeah it, it it's a lot of times doesn't paint christianity in a, a great light but also jesus came for those people absolutely like those exact like yes yeah. so anyway um you think we've kind of put a bow on all this I hope do you, have any, so. do you have any final thoughts on I this? Just, like,
1: I'm just I just I think when I think about it in today's concept I just get more context I get more and more passionate yeah like uh, especially your statement like we we cannot expect this journey to be easy he's coaching them yeah he's, he's absolutely I, I'm, coaching am I'm, pictur-
0: I'm picturing him like in a locker room before a football game and it's not to like minimize what what he's calling people to do but like this game's not going to be easy but go give it, like, yeah. go give them everything you got. Yeah,
1: it's gonna be, it's gonna be everything that you never thought it would be. I think yeah. that's the whole, that's the whole of chapter ten. It's gonna yeah. be everything that you didn't think it would be. It's gonna suck, but it's worth it. Yeah, and you can do it because you have me. Yeah, right. So yeah. take up that cross, get out there, and let's do this. Yep, smack and, them on the butt. Yeah, like head let's, on out let's, let's go. On and, yeah, but I think we need that. I think we need that that encouragement from one another as believers in today's world. Like, hey, ah. You're in a tough situation, but you can do this. Yeah. Right, Jesus is with you. Yeah. Um, you can love that person that's an enemy of yours. Yeah. You can, you can get through this hard time. For God is with you. Um, yeah. We we all have our own battles. We all have. Yeah. Can I say it? Are you going to get mad at me? We all have our own cross to bear.
0: No, yeah, I'm not. I'm not going <laughs> to.
1: I know that, you're though. not. I just was using your common <laughs> yeah. your language you had before. But I like we do. We we all we each have our own battle where faith looks very specific in that context and it's up to us to live it out right it's so whether whether it's your current day translation or mine um it's not going to be as easy as we thought it was um it's time to really live up for your faith and let's take action with it sounds good all right
0: um so i think we kind of got all over that we uh kind of finished out that conversation right
1: absolutely all so
0: um Hope you're still with us. We've got a guest. Do we have a guest confirmed? For I think time?
1: so. I was texting him just at the beginning. I have a confirmation. I told him that we cannot pay him. Um, he asked for money? No. <laughs> I, just let, I just let him know straight up that we cannot pay him. We don't him.
0: pay. We don't have any sponsors or money nothing, ourselves. <laughs> nothing. Uh, okay, so we we do have a guest, I think, confirmed. I'm not going to say his name, but you tune in to the next episode and you'll figure it out. But Corey's uh, chosen the topic. I have.
1: So this I have is the, the first, first time I
0: guess that the guest has not chosen topic yeah. because we didn't really give him a time in advance. We did not. And maybe if he's got something really passionate, he wants to talk about, we'll let him choose and we'll delay this. We'll do next one. Or we could but double dip. We could double. D- yeah. Just throw this one out. All right. this, this might be this time, this next time or two times.
1: I feel like you're going to feel very contradicted once you hear this verse, Eric. Okay. Okay. Because you may switch your mind if we're actually going to do this verse next time or not. All right. Here's why. Let's hear it. We're going to stay in the book of Matthew, chapter 5.
0: We do a lot of Matthew.
1: We do do lots of Matthew. But it's basically verse 37 is what we're going to focus on. Uh, But I'll start at verse 34. So it's this. But I tell you, do not swear an oath at all, either by heaven, for it is God's throne, or by earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king and do not swear by your head for you cannot make even one hair white or black can you make it grow back because i need that i know well (laughs) you don't if i could then we would be millionaires anyway go go on and verse 37 all you need to say is simply yes or no anything beyond this comes from the evil one so eric will we be doing this verse next time
0: we'll ask the man who's our guest I think we'll probably do this one.
1: Guys, that's not a yes or no. He is committing a sin.
0: All right. (laughs) It's a maybe.
1: (laughs) We're excited. It's going to be good whether we have something new or this one.
0: Thanks for tuning in. Send us your questions, your thoughts, whatever it is. Uh, We'll talk to you next time.
1: See ya.